Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. New Year's Eve is upon us. Your hosts this week, myself, Leanne Reed. Hi. Hi. How was your <laughs> cyberpunk Christmas? Uh, good. I finished the game. Um, I wow. didn't finish everything, obviously, because there's a lot to do, but I did all of the major side quests. I completed the story and got one of the endings. Uh, I checked out the other endings without actually playing them myself, just because I didn't want to spend another 10 hours getting all the other endings. Um, and yeah, I started my second character already. I went. It's one of the very, very few games I've ever remember ever finishing for the first time and then immediately playing again right after. Other than near, but they make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's interesting. So you're saying that there is a point of no return, and without spoilers, obviously, we'll get to there in our conversation. Um, but without spoilers, there is a point of no return in the story, and you're saying from that point there are at least a few different alternate endings. Do you want to know how many endings there are? Uh, is it is it three? There's four endings. Oh. <laughs> Uh, there's four endings with minor variations in uh, before that and the epilogue, depending on the relationships you've crafted. Uh, and it's mainly like what side quests you've completed. Actually, is a better way. Of putting Are you it. saying in the Fallout way of like Ron Perlman gets on the microphone and he like tells you what happened no, to everybody it's, afterwards? It's not like a narrator. Like you'll see what happens. Uh, it's not anything particularly special. Um, but it's <laughs> yeah, the ending is a lot like. Uh, well, I guess I can't really spoil anything. Um, yeah, the ending's really weird, in my opinion. Um, I feel like they did not do it the most optimal way. Once again, I'm going to have to point to New Vegas, where even if you sided with the NCR or Caesar's Legion or went solo or went with Mr. House, you still see everything in that ending that resolves all of the current plot lines, major plot lines. Um, sure. Yeah, and I feel like that is still the gold standard for an open-world FPS RPG like this. Um, yeah, I thought the journey for Cyberpunk was a lot better than the destination. Like, the ending was good, not great. Um, but there's a few side quests that you do specifically, per- specifically pertaining to Johnny, which I felt were excellent. And I felt this was the peak of the game. So I think Act 3 is the peak, um, but it declines once you get to the ending again. Huh. Is there, uh, so speaking of New Vegas, of course, when Fallout 3 came out uh, as an open world game, they had a, a finality to the to the main character. Yes. You uh, Even if you had a super mutant with you that could go in there and hit that button for <laughs> you and, I cannot deny you of your fate, friend, you must do, uh, you have to go hit the button yourself and, and get fried. Uh, with the broken steel DLC gimmick, they uh, they they made it so you can just be the smartest person in the wasteland and be like, "Hey, super mutant, go push that button for me," and everybody lives, uh, except for the Chinese uh, in that in that DLC. <laughs> so you, uh, New Vegas, obviously, same deal. Finality to the main story. Once you complete it and credits roll, there is a point of no return uh, with a battle at a dam. Does Cyberpunk? So I don't. I I can't decide if I like or hate this because Oblivion and Skyrim are both games that don't have this. These are games that you can complete the main quest. The world has changed ever so slightly, and then you go on uh, with your story. Yeah, is pers- that the case here? No, I personally prefer the Oblivion and Skyrim method. But uh, spoilers, I guess. No, like once you beat the story, the game ends. You have to reload a previous save. You get some extra. Interesting. You get some extra gimmicks, of course. Um, but needless to say, I was disappointed. Um, 
When you say extra gimmicks, do you mean like some New Game Plus kind of thing? Oh, or? no, like you get some, like, the only thing I got was uh, a chest piece armor set. Um, it may depend Wait. different on the ending that you, you chose. You get it? You get it on your character that didn't beat the game yet on a previous save? I don't understand. Like, you beat the game, and then it says, congratulations, yeah. you beat a game. Uh, beat it. The next, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, it says, like, your latest, like, load up a save before this mission, and when you go into your inventory, you'll have, like, bonus items. And I did. That's That sounds really dumb. The, the That messaging on that, or it's just like, yeah, listen, we didn't make it so you can continue playing the game, so go back in time. <laughs> yeah, you'll have new shit in your yeah, inventory. So go back it's very the, strange. Yeah, uh, I understand why once you play the ending, you'll understand why there's a finality to it. Um, needless to say, though, like I said, I'm disappointed I couldn't continue playing after. Um, maybe my tune would change if I played one of the other two or three, what I like to call the good endings. There is a fifth ending, by the way, Lee. Uh, spoilers, oh, yeah. you just fucking kill yourself. Like... No one's ever going to choose that. Um, it's just like, we just, we just end it here, Johnny. And Johnny's like, wait, no. And then you just like, you just fucking go on a suicide mission. That's it. Um, Sick. But no one... Is I, it literally... Okay, so is it more like Mass Effect where you're just choosing a speech choice that, that decides the fate of the end of the thing? Or are you involved action-wise in what happens? No, you absolutely are involved action-wise. Like, you're doing a mission to complete the ending, but there is a choice before you do the mission where you're choosing which ending you want to play. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, it's it's the difference between, like, Mass Effect... Yes, Where, and, like, but, every, everything... Well, yeah. Well, what's interesting, and this is either positive or negative, I think it's a negative, um, is that all of the ending missions are different. So, like, if you choose one ending and I choose a different one, we are going to be doing completely different things during our ending mission. Huh. But you know what this means, Lee, is that a lot of plot lines aren't getting resolved. Because I'm doing this one ending, I'm only seeing one part of this fucking storyline being completed. And since you're doing the other one, you're seeing that part. Because we can't be two places at once. And this is because right. they made the decision to have the ending missions be different missions. Interesting. Yeah, and that's what uh, I think I mean, is the unique problem about this game is that you're not getting resolution on a lot of storylines because of the way they structured the final missions. Interesting. So we're going to dial it all the way back uh, to our conversation last week. Uh, I took some quick notes there. Uh, I don't know if you still have them in front of you. When are we gonna... I can get them in front of me using the this power is, of Skype. These are fucking... We, yeah, we are professionals. Uh, I'm to understand you're uh, you're taking in some some classic cinema. Read. <laughs> I understand you're what you've watched Blade Runner. Oh yeah, I watched Blade Runner 1982 for the first time. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking check out some Blade Runner 2049. I have of course already watched a shit ton, like years and years ago, Akira, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, but this, yeah, it, I'm telling you, you need to watch Johnny Mnemonic now. Yeah, so. like, if there's one thing I can compliment the game on is I don't want to stop playing. I still love this fucking world and universe and the cyberpunk motif. I want to keep diving into it. Uh, so last week we talked about playing as V. Uh, the main character has an established knowledge of the universe, depending on how you start. They have different knowledge. Uh, bizarre lack of faction system. Uh, seems like one was removed or or oh, was intended. Like, yeah, Matt, you can really feel this later in the game. Hard. <laughs> you can feel it hard <sighs> later in the game. Corporations evil is implied through story bits. You don't really experience any of it yourself. 
and uh, wrap back around to the main story in Arasaka Tower Heist, the chip. We talked about how in my game <laughs> Jackie's body was stolen. Uh, Dexter, Keanu Reeves. Uh, we talked about Bruce Willis and his Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers commercial <laughs> as Bruno. Um, we uh, discussed the chip, what we know about it, the relationship of V and Johnny. Obviously, I, I would like to avoid spoilers on if something that we don't know about the chip is is changed later. From what I understand, after you meet with Hellman, you kind of understand what's going on and what's going to happen to you. Obviously, there could be twists and turns with that yeah, later. Yeah, if, but... if you've met Hellman and talked to him, you could mostly guess what's going to happen to the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, and then that's kind of it, man. Uh, so we, we are at the point where the game truly opens up. Now, you started a second character, and yeah. I have to understand, you are... Uh, I, I said uh, naively last uh, last episode that, hey, when you do the Arasaka Tower heist, you know, you don't have a lot of equipment, you don't have a lot to do. But I have to understand you started a second character, and before even advancing the story to that point, you've already out-leveled my current character or yeah. something like that? Yeah, so my, my first playthrough, every time I play a game like this, is always like the wing it playthrough. Like, you build your character naturally through the things you enjoy at the time. Uh, you do a, some side quests, you'll do a story mission, some more side quests, finish up with a major story, a uh, side story chain, and then do some more side quests. Uh, this second playthrough is my Final Fantasy Tactics break, break, uh, playthrough, aka Break the Fucking Game. So I haven't, I've only just met Evelyn now for the first time because I can't do anything else, but otherwise I've completely cleared Watson, the only area you have available to you in Act 1 of any activities to do. There's no more side quests, gigs, or police activities. I'm level 16 or 18, I think, with, like, over 30 street cred. I have the 200 armor shoulder armor mod. I have... Okay, you keep talking about this 200 shoulder armor mod. Yes. Uh, where do you get it? Uh, the big... The big ripper dock dude that's in, like, that, that tiger claw market area... <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about, like the big. I, I guess not, because like Vector Victor or whatever has it's, the 140. It's not Vector armor Victor. Mod. No, you got to go to uh, Little China or Little. I think uh, in that in that circular square where you get your first quick hack from, like Ping. Sure. Uh, they're in that market. You'll in that market with a bunch of tiger claws hanging around. You'll find him in there. So yeah, I got the 200 armor shoulder mod. I got the seven second uh, slowdown. Um, I right. have my mass so displays. So you went, you had to max your reflexes so you can be able to equip that, right? Um, I got the lower version of it. So if you want the max one, it's like 21 seconds of cooldown and you need max reflexes. I got like the one that only required like nine reflexes because I maxed out my crafting first. Um, so on your main account, uh, we're, so, you know, if this is not your thing, character building, that's mainly what we will be speaking of today. Yeah. It's a cyberpunk, but on your other character, what, uh, what level did you attain? Uh, level 32 with 50 street cred. Street cred's really easy to max. Um, is, is 50 the max? 50's the max for level as well. Okay. 50's max for street cred and level. So my second character is creeping up already on my first character just because I'm fucking grinding everything out and completely broken. Um, yeah, having a lot of fun. I think the builds in this game are probably one of the strongest aspects of it, coincidentally. I think when a lot of people are being like, Oh, these perks, they only give you, like, like 10% damage. Like, you clearly weren't paying close enough attention to a lot of these perks. They do change your gameplay a lot. Yeah. They change the way you interact with situations, absolutely. Yeah. Now, the game, in a lot of the side content and stuff like that, tr tries to force you into a stealth. 
but does allow you to kind of like get the job done. There'll be a lot of times where it's implied like, hey, no bodies on this one. And you just walk in there and chop everybody to bits. And the fixer's like, well, I uh, wish that didn't happen, but here's your money anyway. <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. You get a bonus uh, if, you, if you complete the optional objective. Yeah, so in terms of mobility in the game, uh, let's talk about actually moving around the game. Let's talk about the environment of the game itself. Absolutely. Uh, we've kind of talked about uh, Night City, the area surrounding it. Let's let's kind of drill down on that uh, into the detail of the world. Yeah. Now, I started as a corpo, so I started in Night City. Par- part of the reason why I started is I'm like, I want to see this game from the top down. I want to start in the high rise, and I want to find my myself in the dirty streets. Uh, you started as a nomad, so you're in the desert, Mad Max in it. Uh, and the other option, of course, Street Kid, where you start street on kids, the streets, yeah, street where kids, I want it to end up. Street Kid is my yeah. second playthrough, so I know how that begins, too. Uh, for sure. So, uh, is it better than Nomad? Are you, are it's you sorry lot, you went with Nomad? It is far quicker. Yeah. Um, if you were ever just starting a new character just because you want to start a new character and you're not playing it necessarily for roleplay, just go Street Kid because it's over in like five fucking seconds. You 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 wake up in the bar that Jackie always hangs out at. Uh, you go up to this dude, and this dude's just like, steal a car for me. So you go to steal it, then Jackie's also trying to steal it. And then you guys are like, I guess we're friends now. And then you have the montage, and then you're in the game. Do we just become best friends? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that does sound It's very, very quick. quick. It's very quick. Interesting. Uh, so let's talk about the city. So I've heard uh, very mixed things about what people think about the environment in this game, what people think of the city. Uh, and part of that has to do with, of course, the uh, some of the texture load-in, some of the actual technical issues with this game on lesser platforms. Uh, but let us we've already talked about that quite at length. Yeah. Let's talk about the immersion of this city. I fucking love it. Oh, me too. Uh, I, I love the verticality of it. All the stupid ads... Uh, that they've created for this game, the sounds, the music, the OST that they've put together, they've written all these. I've been listening to songs in the car before and been like, hey, this sounds pretty good. I would listen to this. And then I realized that the lyrics have Night City in them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is like a lame pop song that they, they wrote for this, but goddamn if I'm not vibing to it. Uh, all the neon lights, all the weather effects, the wet streets, uh, the different parts of town that are, are very drastically... Uh, different and contrasting to each other. Uh, the first time I ended up outside the city and it was nighttime, and you can see the lights of the city, you can see the the windmills and the ads on the horizon that are just scrolling endlessly into the sky. Uh, the look of this game, while of course far from perfect, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about. There are times when I just find myself literally walking, barely pushing the stick forward, just walking down the street and just taking it in. Um... Because, like I, like we said with the NPCs and stuff like that, don't don't look at anything too closely. But in terms of just walking, living, uh, existing in the world of cyberpunk, I've been quite pleased. And of course, I've always said a uh, an open world Blade Runner or cyberpunk game has been my I, I want to explore, uh, and this is that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, especially my second playthrough because I'm forced to do I'm not forced, but I've been doing everything on the map in the particular area I have available. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm exploring a lot more of the city that I never even checked out on my first playthrough. Like the entire north side of the entire map is just this like like abandoned factories and like big open industrial spaces and like very sparse lighting and it looks a lot like a seedy downtown area. While you transition yeah. back into like Kabuki or Little China and those are very colorful, densely packed 
cyberpunk areas. Corporal Plaza looks absolutely gorgeous with uh, the giant buildings, the hollow projections, the flying yeah, the ships. fish. Yeah, the flying <laughs> ships. Uh, Valentino is like a like a more like I want to say urban, but like uh, like I want to say modern either, but like like it looks like kind of like New York now. Um, and then Pacifica is just like this area. You could tell that there was a bunch of stuff here, but it's all in ruins and shambles now and completely run by a gang. Uh, so it's very unique and varied, which I like, but it all has like general uh, same motifs to it, which is really neat. Yeah, and I'm, I'm comparing it back again to like the city from Vice City, that this is a city that you actually want to give a chance to learn where you're headed to jump on on a bicycle or jump on a uh, car and know what direction you're headed yeah. without having to check your like, map kind we- of thing. weirdly enough because the mini map in this game is so fucking small i hate it like the fact <laughs> like the entire hud i wish was just blown up a bit bigger or at least give us the option to um but yeah. i i found you can choose the size of your cock you can't choose the size of the ui yeah Agreed. i found yeah. i found later which was much more enjoyable for getting to objectives on the map is to ignore the mini map in general and just drive in the direction that you think is correct most of the time yes. you'll end up there and if you don't you're still like looking at the city not your mini map the whole time and it's a lot more enjoyable the issue is the uh, the like the GPS, if you want to call it that, will always lead you uh, as the crow flies until you get to the block, and then it will always make you peel around. So truly, what you're saying is head towards the marker, don't look on the mini map yeah. and see where the tracker is headed. Yeah. And then as you get closer, it'll it'll lead you in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then so in terms of the cyberpunk world, they've established. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of everything. Obviously, there's a lot of Easter eggs throughout. There's a lot of very direct references uh, to other parts of the media. Um. It strikes an okay balance. There is a weird, perverted uh, sexuality to everything, but also the game shines doesn't shine a light on it as something being negative. Uh, how do I describe this? So there are children in the game, and it's <laughs> it's a little jarring the first time you come across them, especially when they're standing in front of a big billboard of a spread eagle milf. Yeah. Uh, or like Milfgard yeah. ad, or, or, this, or you know any one of those kind of ads. It's a, person, it's a little off-putting at first. This yeah. person drinking a juice box with a huge dick in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all that stuff is treated so mundanely uh, in the world of cyberpunk, uh, and it's so all over the place, and it's kind of in every nook and cranny of that game. That eventually you're just like, yeah, it's. If if I had a computer in my head from from the point I'm a child, and you're so inundated with with this stuff and the internet and uh, and all the darkest corners therein, uh, it, it is kind of a in the way that GTA tries to be a commentary on like where we're headed. This game's just like yeah, no, it, it would be bad uh, if this was the world we lived in in terms of these very specific things. Um, but then some of the other stuff is just like. What is intended and what isn't. So I'm walking around and I'm just slicing up gang members anytime I see them. And we talked about this yesterday a little bit. In that these fixers you work with do have very close ties with these gangs. In the case of one of one fixer in particular, uh, a lot of her sons are, are high-ranking officials in this gang that you are just slaughtering mercilessly in the street. And uh, it is not against the law to kill gang members, to slice off their arms in broad daylight in front of a cop. It's fine. Uh, in fact, here's a little money for your for your bank account. Um, 
I like this because it gives you something to do. It lets you, if you're in between missions where there isn't a, an extended battle or combat sequence, it lets you do a flourish. It lets you pull out a gun and blast somebody uh, and, and, and kind of keeps you immersed or moving on in, in that capacity. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, like you... Again, it goes back to the faction thing because there's all these different boroughs in the city. Right. You can't... Uh, and the city is... Night City itself is, is Los Angeles. It's a Pacific Coast, no, I'm, uh, Southern California, I'm let's say. I'm fine with absolutely fucking up random gang members and stuff and getting money yeah. for it because they established that that you are a solo. You're like just as much as you're working for fixers, you can also complete contracts for the NCPD. I believe it even says in a loading screen that the NCPD put out contracts on these certain things because they don't have the manpower to follow them or some shit. So right. I'm totally fine yeah. with that. The only one I really had any particular issue with was Pedro, who, like, from all accounts that I can interpret, he is the leader of the Valentino gang, and you can just go and slaughter Valentinos and he doesn't give a fuck. Um, What's great is you can go find all the fixers in the in the world. Yeah. And if you go downstairs where they can see you through a window and murder their gang members, they don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, it's honestly, it's, that's one of my very small issues with the game. I like, look, you need random fucking enemies to kill in this game. They're like, you need combat sure. every once in a while. So like, it's whatever. But the, the thing that's lacking is some kind of faction rep where I can walk up to these guys and spit in their faces and cut off their heads before they even raise a gun to me at a certain point when I've slaughtered 500 of them. Uh, should they not shoot me on sight? Oh, yeah, or, fair or that enough. Part. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, which is something that New Vegas had, right? Like, yeah. you get vilified, now you're shot on sight by by these people. Or if you dress like someone who's adverse to them, yeah. uh, they'll come at you. And that, that game's 10 fucking years old. Let's, don't, let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like that kind of stuff is... And I completely understand complaints about the, the immersion of the world being broken kind of by those kind of weird things. But in terms of walking around from mission to mission, uh, f- finding curiosities and pursuing them, uh, navigating the world, especially during fights and, and being like, oh, I can open that door, I can slide behind this, I can, oh, I can tuck in here kind of stuff. That stuff's all there and I think pretty good. Um, soundtrack's great. Uh, I don't know if we've really taken a second to actually isolate. Oh, soundtrack's and fucking awesome. Yeah, huge, huge list of radio stations, a lot of variety in music, uh, a lot of it made specifically for this game, and all of it seems to fit. Um, you know, it's it's not just making uh, fictitious future music, it's fictitious alternate universe future music, and I think they, they do a pretty good job of that. Right, Sound like, design in general yeah, uh, is good. There's yeah. like an industrial rock station, there's like a rap station, there's like a classic easy listening to station, uh, there's some death metal in there. There's some pop music. You get, like, a fucking Japanese anime song, for crying out loud. Definitely lots of variety in the music. Shout out to Vexelstrom Radio. You got the best songs on there. Come Close. That one, uh, what's that one song which is like, You fucking, you fucking, you fucking, you fucking. Oh, fuck. I don't know what that's called. That's, that's like, Roderick's favorite song from The Office. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, shout out to Come Close, uh, uh, Reaction, Kill the Messenger, and Resist and Disorder by Redrozone. And um, makes me feel better. I don't know the artist's name, but it's a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song, I'm pretty sure. And they made it more future and it's really fucking catchy. Cool. Is it? Is it Hurt? No, it's not Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> is it Rooster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, here we are. So now, 
you have to inhabit this world getting around uh, you can go inside doors of a lot of places there's a lot of interiors there's a lot of elevators that take you to a different vertical slice of the city um, which I think is very cool it, it it's obviously curated it's obviously like you can only go to certain floors uh, but it adds a lot of depth to the city it makes you feel like I've done so much in this one city block right and and, uh, and not even that yeah. um, like there is verticality to the city beyond just the elevators there are some like driving areas that are above a bunch of living areas such as bridges etc um, and in a lot of cases what I think what makes this game so special is the ability to get that double jump. The game is, in my opinion, uh, I don't want to say, like, this game really opens up, not in Act 2, but when you buy Double Jump. <laughs> but, so save those uh, Euro dollars. No, save seriously, those like, it's like the best 50 grand you'll spend in the game. Uh, you What's s- the other jump option? It's like charge, a boost jump? Yeah, like- charge jump. You can go a little bit higher vertically, but not as long horizontally. I like Double Jump just because it's a little bit more maneuverability and you can control your actions a bit more. But all of a sudden, not only does it change the entire city layout, because if there's a marker over there 100 meters, but I have to drive all the way around, guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to fucking hop over all these buildings. And all these roofs, Lee, are, like, they have, it's it's not like you'll clip out of them and fall through the sky or whatever. Like, you can jump on every single fucking roof. Well, don't roof. speak too soon. <laughs> yeah. But you can jump on every single roof and find ways up everywhere, and it's absolutely fantastic. Like, you'll be, you'll see a house, and you'll just jump over the house to get past to a new area. Or if you're in, specifically what makes it great is the combat, though. If you're in a big, crowded urban section, and people are shooting at you, you just jump to a roof, reload, jump off, slice a couple of guys, jump away on top of a tent, jump back, fucking get more guys. Uh, people are <laughs> shooting at you, and you're jumping through the air to their buddy on the other side. If they have a sniper in a top perch position, you can just activate that slowdown, fucking sprint past all his buddies on the ground, double jump up there, and murder him before he can snipe you. Yeah, so the the, the sense of speed, uh, depending on how you build your character, obviously, but uh, as I said, I've kind of gone full Cyber Ninja. I'm uh, spell sorting it up. I'm throwing out contagions. I'm, I'm fucking slowing people down. I'm crippling their movement. And then I'm sprinting at them full speed with a sword and cutting all their limbs off. And the rooftop thing was something I was... Wherever I was yesterday uh, in mopping up some quests was just like, no, no, no. Get as high as possible. Then get on the roof. Then uh, just run at them. Like, like take, take the fight to them. Uh, is very exciting. And that's what we're trying to get to here is character builds. There are things that, no matter how you are playing this game, uh, that you will benefit from. Obviously, you want a higher RAM deck just so you can equip more uh, uh, quick hacks. You have more options. Like my second, What's that? My, not necessarily. My second character who's a pure doesn't fuck with any quick hacking whatsoever. Right. Well, if you have the slowdown thing, that's another option, right? Like, yeah. you, you go one of two paths. Yeah. Um, in that regard. Uh, but then there are a number of ways to get perks uh, in this game. So you have your core stats, uh, like your special stats in Fallout, let's say, which you've mentioned before. Um, where are they? Where are they? Where'd they go? Uh, body. Reflexes, body, technical ability, intelligence, and cool. And then those have sub uh, skills and skill trees uh, that you level up with a different set of perks. And then also, when you level up the things like quick hacking, assault, handguns, etc. that are nested within, those give you additional permanent passive perks. Uh, so if you level up Cold Blood, for example, it's like, hey, you get a permanent uh, extra 10 health just by leveling this up on top of getting to spend perks in each nested ability. Yeah, and alternatively, you can find items called progression uh, perks, uh, shards, and it's literally just, here's a free uh, perk point that you can put into whatever. 
perk plus. Yeah. Uh, and this is and this is everything you would expect it to be. Obviously, the uh, the the hacks are your magic in this game. They're the magic stand-in. Let's say you don't have an MP bar, you have RAM, and you can do so many things oh. uh, with actions. There's a bunch of different things that make sure you regain that your MP, so to speak. There's things that up your critical chance. There are things like cold blood that just mean if you kill fast and you kill efficiently, uh, here's a bunch of options that will will keep you going. Uh, whether it's health regen. Uh, what have you. And I've actually started to spec into Cold Blood, and I think it's fucking really overpowered, unless you're dealing with, of course, very strong enemies. No. It gives you an edge. Uh, so I think in terms of, like, if you were speedrunning this game and you needed to become very powerful very quickly, obviously there's a number of ways to do that already, uh, but I think Cold Blood is is definitely worth looking into. No, I and you lovely some... I, yeah, would, I would say quick hacking is easily the best way to break this game. I was in the final mission, Lee, and I was... Yes. This is a very light spoiler. I was about to go into this room, and I used Legendary uh, Ping. So Legendary Ping does something that the other pings don't. You can use quick uh, quick hacks on people through walls as long as they're pinged. So bam, throw out the quick ping. There are 30 dudes in this fucking room, and they're high-leveled. I'm like, easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Yeah. Give this guy... So I'm using the cyber deck that not only does it reduce the cost of ultimate cy- quick hacks by three... It also allows the spread effect on him, meaning it's going to affect more than one person. So I look at right. that guy there. I give him cyber psychosis. Now him and two of his buddies are attacking everybody in there. It's fucking chaos. Look at two other guys. Give him detonate grenades. So while everybody's fighting each other, grenades are going off. And if that wasn't enough, now I'm setting off legendary contagions, which are one-shotting everybody in the room and it spreads to six people after all my perks take effect. I cleared the hardest room in the game using my mind in 10 seconds. <laughs> I didn't, Crush your enemies with your mind? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a ton of shit specked into pistols and punching, and I didn't throw a single punch or shoot a single bullet during that section. I was just clearing people. If I was on the street during that particular playthrough and I saw a gang people, I would just look at them, give them a contagion, all gone. Give me money. And it was yeah. fucking ridiculous. I, completely overpowered. I like... I like the way the game ramps you up and makes you feel powerful in that sense. Uh, I like that <laughs> yesterday I finally got like a good contagion uh, quick hack. And uh, when you go into the scanner and you go to quick hack somebody, obviously there's a bit of a slowdown effect to give you a chance to s- cycle through the uh, the menu. And I was on top of a roof and I, can t- I have the one that spreads to, to another whatever. I think it's just a legendary level one. And uh, so I, I contagion one guy. And it's immediately passing on to the guy that he's speaking to, directly to him. But as I slow down to also click the guy behind them, the first guy I contagion begins to throw up. And the game has physics. The game has like a ragdoll physics. It killed him so quickly that the puke was still coming out of his mouth when he was dead. (laughs) And the puke was enough to actually propel his body like in in circles and fly off the roof. So I used contagion on him. He puked his his own guts over the fucking side of the wall. I'm just laughing my ass off while I'm also, you know, chopping people up. So the sword uh, I have currently has like a critical hit thing and does extra damage to limbs. And it, it's so fun to oh, walk up, like, to do the cripple thing, make everybody so they can't move, and then quickly do a flurry with your sword, put it away, and like Le- they all just fall down, missing a leg or an arm or something like that. That doesn't get old. Light spoiler: uh, in, this in, game. in the main yeah. story, you're eventually not the final mission or anything like that. It's well before it. Uh, you will get like the most badass fucking katana in the whole game. I swear to God. Thank God. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. So, uh, so there's also crafting 
in the game. It's one of the perks. It's one of the many things on there. Uh, it's something that I think both me and Reed recommended any game that has it available because if nothing else, it's a good way to make money. Yes. I did not fuck with crafting in my first playthrough. Like, like I said, my first playthrough was max hacking. Then I also did punching and shoot and pistols. We do punching. No, punch. Uh, gorilla fists. Fuck. Shout out to Gorilla Arms. Goddamn best attachment in this game. You just go up to dudes and you knock them off their fucking rocker and they go flying. Uh, <laughs> anyway, crafting. So in addition to, yeah, so there's a, there's a cyber deck. In addition to all these perks, all these core stats that you were improving, you also have a full equip screen of things you can uh, get from a ripper dock that enhances your stats additionally or changes gameplay generally. Generally. Um, anything from being able to see the grenade radius, anything from, uh, again, stamina, health upgrades, time slowdown effects. You can stack a bunch of time slowdown effects. So it's like, anytime I do this, time slows down. If my health drops below 25%, time slows down. If I hold the block button while double dodging, uh, time slows down. Uh, all that stuff's in there, and it depends on how you want to build your character. Uh, I would say... There are other things like the gorilla arms you've mentioned. I was, uh, looking into mantis blades because I had things, uh, specced into blades. Seems cool. Seems like a, a, there's a few times in the game where your weapons are taken from you and that uh, Gorilla Arms or Mantis Blades would stay equipped and then be very deadly therefore. Yeah. Uh, there's the Rocket Punch. There's like the Garrett Wire or whatever. Um, these are all optional. Uh, I bought the Mantis Blades and then reloaded because I'm like, you know what? My money is better spent elsewhere. I don't know that I would ever necessarily rely on these. Um, there's there's no wrong way to go. But like we said, the charge jump or better yet, the, uh, the double jump is a necessity. Yeah. Absolutely. In this game, as is, yeah, updating your your RAM chip or whatever you want to call it yeah. as quickly as possible, either to the thing with the time slowing effect if that's going to be your thing, yeah, I would or something where you can slot in. More, yeah, I would say more, uh, the more necessary ones absolutely being double jump, uh, double jump the RAM upgrade. Whether you are collecting the quick hacking to get a better standard one, or if you're a melee or pure action character to get the slowdown or berserk ones. The other one I would recommend is the 200 armor shoulder mod because it's 15 grand, which is really cheap. And then it's very cheap. And I then, wish I could find that guy. Yeah, and then you don't need to really worry about clothes. You can wear what you think looks good on your character rather than what is optimal. Uh, and I think it's a big part of this game. I really like the fashion in this game. I think it's fucking sweet. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, save yeah. up that money. Buy a sick car. There's a shit ton of cars in this game to buy, and they're all awesome. Yeah, uh, so you can dismantle uh, things as you pick them up. They're all a number of weapons, both guns, uh, uh, melee. They are subcategorized as, like, power, tech, etc. Uh, smart weapons, which you do, are, like, baby weapons that just shoot people in the head without you having to do anything. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, different melee weapons, of course, depending on how you spec. You can mod weapons. Obviously, there's, like, silencers and, and scopes, but also straight-up weapon mods, uh, which, like, do 5% more damage to this, blah, 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 blah. Armor has those as well, at least the higher level ones are. You can sell these things to make a lot of scratch, or you can dismantle them into uh, pieces uh, for either upgrading or crafting. Crafting is not just crafting. Uh, it is also upgrading existing weapons. So yeah. if you... Uh, chances are, if you're specking into the thing in general, you'll be able to craft really high-level yeah. versions of legendary there's, stuff later on. There's a particular perk. Uh, there's a perk in that. Yeah, there's sorry. a particular perk in that crafting tree that it's almost a shame it's such a high level for crafting because I think... Yeah. I think all builds should have access to it, but it lets you keep mods after disassembling equipment, whether it's guns or armor. There's so many... It'd be op- nice if that was also like a cyber deck upgrade. Like you could go to a ripper and buy that yeah, for your hand Yeah, that'd be or great something. too, yeah. Because yeah. there's so many good armor pieces that you get in this game that will have like a plus 30 crit damage, like a mod or something like that, like a legendary mod, but it has shit stats, like the actual armor piece has shit stats or it looks ugly and you don't want it. 
Yeah. Uh, the flip side of that is you get something with a slot, and then you never slot anything into it because you don't want to waste it on a low-level piece yeah, of gear. Yeah, but now that I have this mo- this uh, perk on my secondary character, it's fucking great. Like, I'm, I'm tossing mods on everything. Every time I have a good gun, I'm giving it, like, these sick mods yeah. that give it, like, 25% damage. The mod in damage. question is you get your mods back when you disassemble something. Yeah. Uh, not when you sell it. Yes, and crafting in general can be exploited very hard. Not only are you getting ar- uh, passive armor for putting points into uh, technical ability, and then you also have the shoulder mod for another 200, but eventually you can start crafting such ridiculous armor with ridiculous mods that you keep keeping that you can get upwards of 4,000 armor I've seen some people online get. And then some Jeez. of the guns they're uh, creating, especially with the mods and abusing some sort of glitch, I think, they're getting guns with, like, 4,000 DPS. It's fucking crazy. Like, that's more than you'll ever need for this game. Uh, like, I had no problems using, like, a 800 DPS gun at the end of the game. It didn't, yeah. had no problems. Uh, but that, like, it goes, I like games like this that reward you for putting in the effort to exploit its its uh mechanics and its gameplay it's not online so why the fuck not it's like that's the that's this is why i love final fantasy tactics (laughs) this is why i love final fantasy tactics this is why i love final fantasy 12 so much uh they give you that was like sorry in uh in skyrim you would do like the potion glitch where it's just like you make potions to strengthen your enchanting ability i shouldn't say glitches Uh, it's more like not even glitching just putting in the hard work and then be having access to uh, a lot of mechanics or items that you wouldn't normally be able to get at that level, but if you can, if you put in the work, I really love games that reward you for putting in the work. Like the Zodiac Spear. Yeah. Just don't open those chests. Well, uh, I thought you were talking about the second Zodiac Spear in FF12, which does require a lot of hard work. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, man. So uh, we're kind of winding up on this. Uh, the, the, here's how you play the game. Uh, of course, you have a journal to track all your quests. There are a number of gigs, side quests, full main stories, uh, cars to buy, uh, things you come across in the world, kind of like just random events or people being assaulted on the street you can take part in. Uh, you're constantly picking stuff up. You have you know, junk inventory. You have uh, all these things you're carrying around. You have a number of food items and stuff that's kind of like more just flavor, pun not intended, on the side. Uh, I don't know if you've you've ever interacted with actually eating the food in this game. It's good for a boost if you know you're going to go into a big fight or something no, like that. No, I usually just it's, sell it. <laughs> yeah, or, or you just sell it for, for money, obviously. You're just constantly picking stuff up. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of loot. The inventory system, I think, could be handled a little better. It's not that different from the one in The Witcher, uh, from what I remember of it. Uh, just like the big grid... Uh, there could be a way to lock items. You want to make sure you don't accidentally disassemble or sell. Yeah. That seems like a huge oversight. Oh, cool. There are a lot of little things like that Fuck, in the if UI. You want, if you want to talk about that, Lee, so crafting, yeah. uh, crafting is all based on components. You have regular, common, uncommon, rare, and epic, like the color scheme, right? Yeah. So you, you eventually... We all, we're all familiar with the color yeah, scheme. Yeah, you can eventually <laughs> unlock a perk that you can upgrade com- uh, components to its higher tier. So if you don't have enough blue, you just keep upgrading green. And, like, you might have, like, 12,000 green but zero blue, so why the fuck not? Would be absolutely great if I had the option to craft them by the 10s or the 50s or the 100s, but nope. You craft them one at a fucking time, you piece of shit. It's, is it one to one? Is it one green for one blue? It's, like, 10 green for one blue, I think, or some shit. But it's, like, <laughs> I have 12,000 green and I need 600 blue. Are you telling me I have to click this 600 times? And that's if you're on PC, Lee. If you're on fucking console, guess what? You're holding X until it's ready. 
So hold X six hundred times if you like want to have like a reasonable amount of this component in your inventory. Completely fucking infuriating. I don't know, like I don't know how something <laughs> like that makes it past play testing. Like, holy fuck! Did no one seriously try out a crafting build at CD Projekt Red? It's fucking. And they were just like, yeah, this is. Well, you don't want to make a fine. mistake and make too many or whatever. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that little stuff around the edges of, uh, of of equipping, unequipping. Of course, there's some inventory glitches now where you'll go to equip a mod and it's showing you the complete wrong inventory on the right hand side. I don't know if you get that oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that kind of stuff is there. Obviously, that's something they can fix. Stuff like locking and unlocking a piece of gear in your inventory, that's something they can add later. Uh, but it's so strange that you would release a, an RPG like this in 2020 and not think, and not fucking think of that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it, like, it turned me a lot off of crafting. Because, uh, like, so much, it's all based on components. I need a lot of these components. I have, like... 20,000 regular and like hundreds of the other ones so like yeah. I'm gonna have to spend hours just converting regular to green green to blue blue to purple and purple to orange the other big heads up is uh, anytime you enter a new area of the city as soon as you're out of a story cutscene or or whatever you're gonna get eight messages from the local fixer as well as like three phone calls where he's just like hey man you don't know me but I don't know you you can come uh, fucking press the flesh with me otherwise I'm just gonna send you a bunch of missions and the guy just sends you like a cavalcade of like I get it V like fixers are well connected they know V has entered their burrow and they want to present him with all this shit to do I feel like that stuff is also if it's not glitched it's something that they definitely need to maybe drip uh, in, in, into the game, not fucking flood you with. I th always think that's very, very strange. Uh, it happens in every borough in the game. Uh, it's just like, hey, I'm a character. Here are eight quests you can do for me. Okay, bye. Uh, that stuff's <laughs> that stuff's fucking weird. Um, other than that, uh, cover shooting works good. You can also hack from behind cover. You can shoot through cover. You can tag guys. You can do any number of things to them. Uh, the combat in general, I think, is serviceable. Obviously, you want to go tweak your movement and your camera settings to be a little snappier. Uh, another cardinal sin is that fucking ramp up of movement in any video game. Uh, the the developers should be sat down and be like, why Why is this better? <laughs> why? How is... Why come you, on now. Why would you do this? <laughs> why would you... Why would you do something? Yeah, so I, it also like I think the gameplay would I would put it even past serviceable to good. I enjoy the gameplay a lot. I love getting into fights and using my particular build. I think the game is a lot better once you actually have your build going and you're in those yeah. later levels. Um, a big piss off with this game though is the stamina system. So when stamina runs out, that sounds like a you problem. So when stamina <laughs> runs out, you can still run and attack. You're just doing it a lot slower. Uh, it's very frustrating to me. I much prefer a system where you just can't attack or run, and it refills quickly. Uh, just a minor nitpick up for my end, I guess. But I my build is like max stamina build for swinging swords. Uh, so I have not uh, encountered that myself. But I did earlier in the game, of course, before I started specking towards it. Yeah, it took it, me but... forever to realize like why the fuck is my character running so slow all of a sudden? Uh, yeah, because I also have like t tons of stamina regen. Uh, so, it's like, I can sprint at someone who's a fucking three football fields away, but as soon as I kill them and activate cold blood, I'm, like, I'm okay. Like, everything's... It just keeps me going. Um, yeah, man. That's, I think, gonna sum... So, next week, we are... Uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be a new year. Uh, we'll see where I'm at in the game. Like, I'm 25 hours in now. I've advanced kind of all the, the missions kind of equally. Pan Am! Listen, bitch. 
every time I do a mission for you and you're like, hey, I'll call you if I got anything else. I'm like, okay, bye. The first thing I do is drive back into the city and get back to business. And then for the next day for her to be like, hey, I got a problem. Can you drive back out of the city? And I've straight up like told her to fuck off at this point, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, helping out Judy. Judy's starting to warm up to me. Uh, I did the part of the uh, the Arasaka, the main mission, I guess you would say, uh, where we, we need to go talk to What's-Her-Face. And we do the parade thing, which I thought was a really, Fuck, really cool dude, mission. Dude, you're at, like, the fucking... You're, like, at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mostly main, you're, mainlined you're, you're uh, that stuff, I guess. You're just finishing... Like, after, like, once you're done that, you're, like, just done Act 2. So you're going into Act 3, which is a lot shorter than Act 2. Okay, so in terms of length... Uh, we're, we're the only thing is, is that the main quest isn't gated. There's nothing that prevents you from just mainlining it and finishing it, yeah, which is I, strange I, in this game. No, there is a point to it. I will say that uh, endings are based on, like I said before earlier this podcast, endings are based on like particular side quest chains that you do. For example, um, you can absolutely rush this story, but if you do, you will only have uh, one fucking ending available to you or sorry you'll have two endings available to you one of them is the suicide one and the other one is the bad ending (laughs) (laughs) okay but 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 that's really the game doesn't really telegraph it right does it isn't that weirdly that in a game where like you got fucking cancer you better take care of it and you're like yeah this should be my number one priority and you get punished you get punished if that is your number one priority Right, so the game on one hand is telling you to rush and do this other thing, but if you rush and do that other thing, you experience the least amount of the game yeah. to your detriment. Yeah, and that's the open world problem, though, isn't it? Is <laughs> you have this urgent task, but at every moment the game's telling you to ignore urgent task to do this thing instead. Yeah. Uh, and it's, ex- Listen, it's especially I- bad in this one because the ending is determined based on the amount of side content that you did. Side content that you did. It, like, it seems, and like, you know, again, I haven't finished the game, but it seems like at any point, this is a game where that main story and the re- resolution there could have been written. Again, it's like pro wrestling, Reed. It's fake. It's not like we wrote ourselves into this corner and the story can't progress. It's like, okay, here's an idea. You wrote that. How about you rewrite it and make it make sense that you can continue playing this 300-hour game beyond the first 25 hours of main story? Is Is... It's not frustrating. It's their choice. It's their fucking game. Yeah. Uh, but knowing that now, I'm going to put off, like, knowing how that story resolves now and mop up as much side stuff as I can and hopefully come back around to the main story and, and complete it. I'm not going to say by next week, but in the next couple of weeks, we don't want to talk about this game forever, of course. We'll revisit it as DLC comes out. By next week, I expect this will be a shorter conversation at the end of the episode where we just talk about some favorite side quests of ours and I'll kind of let you know where I am in the main story. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe wrap this up in two weeks. I'm being completely honest. Um, but we're both really enjoying it. Uh, it, this is a game that I look forward to revisiting uh, when they do do the the proper next-gen versions uh, when they add DLC and stuff to this game. I think they can get pretty wild with it. We're going to have to wrap up there for today. At, uh, at Iceberg Podcast. Man, I changed it. I can't remember. Is our uh, is our handle on Twitter. LeahTitsTheIceberg.com is me on email. Send us questions, topics, whatever you want. If it's interesting, we'll include it on the show. Thank you for sitting through this slog of a cyberpunk conversation. We needed to get this out. The game is better than maybe you've heard it getting credit for. We've talked at length about uh, where you shouldn't play Cyberpunk, but if it is available to you on PC or a uh, more powerful console, it is definitely worth checking out if you are an open-world RPG fan. That goes without question. So, uh, for myself, Lee, and for Reed, thanks for signing up. We'll talk to you again next week.